Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on What Chaos, Sarah Sivian is in the house to talk the Arizona Coyotes, probably not, the NHL draft taking place in the sphere, and the Red Wings keep making weird things. Press every button you possibly can to subscribe or like, do the buddy the elf in the elevator, it's What Chaos. Sean, we use hockey graphics. You're posting... Sean's, uh, Sean's throwing a fit today. Uh, Sarah Sivian is here. Hi, Sarah Siv. What up? This is unbelievable. So part of the deal with Pete and I doing an actual show that isn't us just screwing around is if one of us is not here, we need to get somebody to replace them, possibly even upgrade from them. Pete is on assignment. He is headed to Chicago to do some... Hockey stuff, which is lovely, and in his place we have from Bleacher Report, Open Ice, the Too Many Men podcast, and EP Rinkside, the great Sarah Sivian. How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm okay. Uh, it feels a little weird because uh, Pete and I have fun with ignoring Sean's suggestions for the show because he only suggests we talk about the coyotes no 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 no. i only suggest that you talk about the best teams in hockey all right so (laughs) let's talk who are the best teams in hockey? we want to talk about the vegas golden knights sean uh you mean the team that the Arizona Coyotes beat recently or well if you want to be the best you got to beat the best exactly and they have beat the best so right but if you beat the best well the, the other team is the best though you beat the best yeah, they were the best. the best going in, and now they're not. If you want to be the best, you got to admit that somebody else is the best. Yeah, so now there's a lot of teams trying to beat the Arizona Coyotes because they want to be the best. All right, uh, Sarah, the Coyotes are actually a wagon right now, kind of. They have won five games in a row, and most importantly, Sean's favorite stat, their last five wins have come against the last five Stanley Cup champions. Raise the banners, that- baby. Raise the banners. <laughs> Do you have the banner that I sent back to you, Sean? No. I made you a graph. So Sean sent, uh, hopefully everybody's on YouTube. Sean made a graphic that is a bunch of banners that says, beat the 2018 Stanley Cup champions, the 2019 Stanley Cup champions. By the way, congrats on beating the Blues. What an accomplishment. <laughs> beat the 2021 Stanley Cup champions, 2022 and 2023. I sent him back a bunch of Jeopardy topics <laughs> that had, uh, what is it? Uh, losers mentality. And for the uh, 1,000 was selected. That is a huge loser's mentality being like, we beat a bunch of teams that have won before that have nothing to do with this year. I mean, two of those teams are leading their respective divisions, so it kind of has something to do with this year. One of them is the Blues, though. Oh, the Blues also leading the division? No, no, no. I'm saying like one of those teams, though, is also the Blues. The Blues aren't bad this year. They're They're not good, though. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not good. But you know who is good? The Arizona Coyotes. (laughs) All right, so Sarah, like, let's actually in earnest have our first Arizona Coyotes conversation of the season. It feels weirder talking about the Coyotes than it does doing a show without Pete because the more alien thing to me is talking about the Coyotes on this show. But are they disruptors? Are they competitors? Are they contenders? I mean, the division's kind of open and they've ran with it. I feel like the goaltending's really good. Clayton Keller's always been amazing and it's one of those things where it's like, 
everyone's going to say in a week that he's been underrated this whole time, but he hasn't. We've just not been paying attention. So now we're paying attention, or we should be, and Coyotes fans are going to be mad that we weren't previously. Sean, are you going to go to the Coyotes game in Boston on Saturday? Uh, I want to. We'll see. Man, I'm tra- we're going to go on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And Paige Thompson's back, baby. He's so the big birth. show for Sean. We're talking about the Huge Coyotes show. for at least like 30 seconds. And <laughs> Tage Thompson is going to be back in time for Sean's first hockey game in Boston. And they, they, he's going to be back tonight for the game against Detroit, who was also kind of a topic of conversation recently not for really hockey reasons but who's going to play first tage thompson or patrick kane oh my god i didn't even think about that both both of them at the same time right i don't believe i'll believe patrick kane is still alive when i see it <laughs> I Fair enough. kind of mysterious they're having him do the like you know that like abba is doing does like um hologram shows even <laughs> though they're alive they do those they're just like outsourcing <laughs> technology to do their concerts for them which i believe that was supposed to be done for like people who were murdered and can't perform anymore but are still beloved i think that patrick kane just like got a holograph to do his tnt hit last week and other than that there's no proof that he's actually around uh sean are you saying though that the philadelphia flyers are the 2024 stanley cup champion because that's who the coyotes play next uh, I mean, if they want to be, they can be. I don't know. I mean, one for the narrative. I don't. I don't care about the Flyers. I don't really care about the other teams. It's just a fun little feather in the hat. They. All I really care about is the fact that they are going to. These are currently the hottest team in hockey. With, in my opinion, the best goalie in hockey, Connor yes. Ingram. Um, on and the best uh, goal scorer in hockey, Michael Carcone. <laughs> don't sleep on loss on uh, Lawson Kraus. Also that. Don't sleep on anybody in the Arizona guys. Don't sleep on Nick Bukestad. Don't sleep on the best rookie in hockey, Logan Cooley. Um, I can't think of anybody else who would really be in that conversation. Um, don't sleep on the best coach in hockey, Andre Torini. Yeah, SGM but in fairness, hockey, Coyotes players usually aren't in the conversation because usually the conversation isn't about the Coyotes. So Guess what? No dress code, though. What's that? There's no dress code in Arizona. Oh. That's why they're winning. Wait, say that again? What does that mean? That means they can show up to the rink in jeans. Oh, so they don't have the, like, the, suits. the we are gentlemen of Harvard <laughs> kind of vibe that NHL teams have? No, they no. have we're cool and we're better than you go fuck yourself vibes. Um, now, you would know this, Sarah, because you're the fashion style <laughs> rankings person. That's what they call me. Yes. That was, that's, I, I said the stuff about like the places where you do work, but your actual Twitter bio is fashion style person. Exactly. We're, we're going to talk about Anthony Duclair clapping back at you later in the show. Uh, but yeah, shout out the Coyotes. They're in a wild card spot. Should we have been talking about them the way that we were talking about the Sabres when actually in fairness, all off season, people were jokingly saying the Coyotes are a wagon. Yeah. I mean, the difference is that like, I think the organization's expectations, the Coyotes were not expecting to be this good. The GM said they weren't going to be this good. And now they're what, like four points out of the division lead, uh, which I don't know about all that. I don't think they're going to be competing for the division, but I think that at this point they're clearly a semi-decent team as long as Connor Ingram still keeps playing the way he's playing. Mm. Hell yeah. Uh, also, I just need to say Matias Michelli for Ashed in the chat. Shout out Matias Michelli. Nice. How's, how does the chat feel about Pete not being here? Uh, apparently quite happy. They said he got <laughs> taller and smarter. Uh, some people are saying band smarter. It's the boots. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to talk about the Board of Governors meeting because I saw a stand-up of a bunch of beloved hockey insiders, whom I love. They were talking about what was going on with the Board of Governors meeting and topics they were discussing. And I was like, this, for very interesting people, is a boring conversation because none of the things really struck my fancy until they brought up the NHL draft where they're talking about decentralizing it. Where do they do it? Do you do it here? Do you do it there? There is talk of them doing it at the sphere in Vegas. Sarah, we texted a little bit about this. Basically the show of the draft typically doesn't matter. It's about people getting together and canoodling, getting drunk together, or if you don't drink, 
just shaking hands, kissing babies, forging relationships. <laughs> that typically is the when I said forging relationships, I didn't mean like inappropriate relationships. I mean just like like <laughs> networking, contacts, all that sort of thing. That usually is what comes out of these things. In the case of other sports, though, like the NFL Combine is exciting. The NFL Draft, NBA Draft are exciting. The NHL Draft is always going to face that uphill climb because it's a bunch of children about whom we know nothing. So would the draft in Vegas at the Sphere interest you? Absolutely. The, the draft is all about me and the athletics, Dom Lucision, hanging out for a week and doing absolutely nothing. But in all seriousness, it is right before free agency. So it is where like the chatter and the rumblings start happening. But at the sphere specifically, yes, you two should just stay there. Are they still there? They should stay there. They'd be <laughs> on brand for the league and they can be like a performer. I don't know. we got to spice up the draft somehow. Do you think the NHL could ever get you two? Yes. I mean, I'm thinking of the NHL events I've attended and it's been like Nate Roos without the other guys from fun. Shout out, Nate. (laughs) Love your stuff with Jeff Basker. But like, it's always like a little like, it is. Huh. Interesting. I love though that Nickelback did stuff with them and that Connor McDavid has correctly pointed out to people that Nickelback, well, I don't think Nickelback's the greatest band ever, as we discussed with Lena Solmark, that Nickelback is not nearly as lame and uncool as they're made out to be. They are the Arby's of music. They People only hate them because they're told they're supposed to hate them. They're told, so this is going to be a dicey comparison. I don't know where you fall on the whole Swifty thing. Like, how is Taylor Swift cooler or better than Nickelback? I'm not saying that Taylor Swift is lame or not cool or anything. I'm saying, like, how is one of those things so much greater than the other? Because they both strike me as, like, kind of generic, trite, not really reinventing the wheel sort of stuff. But if you like it, you love it. Right? I think it's like a boomerang of culture and when it's cool to like something or when it isn't cool to like something. Like, Nickelback was so, at a certain point, generic mainstream and everywhere that it was like, they rose in popularity and it was cool and then suddenly it was like a peak of coolness and then it drops off not cool at all but they're from canada so a lot of canadian players know them and like them i know they've like helped out jordan martinook in some aspect like i think they were at the roxy with him or something one night like he told me this story that's why he always listens to them i guess they're really nice guys wow they're more like accessible to the canadians and like taylor isn't uh, yeah and i've never like i don't know i've never been like chad kroger what are you up to? You're like, hey, you're just spinning this as a thing. And like Pete had a conspiracy theory that uh, Taylor Swift only was hanging out with Travis Kelsey because they were playing the Jets and she wanted to oh. fix search for when people search about Taylor Swift and her private Jets that everything is now scrubbed from the internet. We're never talking about Chad Kroger that way. We're never like, hey, you're not really friends with Haim, are you? Are you just using them to, to come off as more cool and win brownie points? with everybody uh i don't know that the sphere necessarily will make the draft more exciting to watch though i think that it's just like a cool place to gather i think we're all trying to make the sphere happen aren't they losing money in there i mean i'll tell you what i think of so you know how like let me think i'm gonna come up with a good analogy here you know how like amsterdam is like sex and partying like in physical form like if there were like a a place that means those things it's amsterdam i think of the sphere of like as my anxiety is a place (laughs) it's the sphere being in there whenever i see the videos of youtube playing and like it looks like the ceiling's coming down how cool that feels like a panic attack so i at least I would not want to step foot in there, and I would imagine a lot of other people wouldn't want to step foot in there. Isn't Fish about to play in there? That's going to be an immersive experience. That scares me. Are you a Fish guy, Sean? No, I'm not. Just the idea of Fish playing at the Sphere seems like a sensory Liability. <laughs> well, I, I feel like the Sphere, the draft at the Sphere is kind of like F1 in Vegas, and at the Sphere awesome. where it's like, it's cool. It doesn't mean a whole lot for the people that are doing it, though. It's ultimately just to get people who aren't involved talking about it for about 30 seconds, and then people won't care. Like, there's going to be the, like, look at what was on the sphere during the NHL draft. People are like, that's cool. There's a face with a hockey helmet, and then no one will give a shit about the third overall pick. What How would be on it? 
Uh, well, they I, always do that like emoji smiley face thing. So I feel I like they'll that. do that with like, like winking. a hockey helmet or like missing teeth missing or something teeth. like that. You uh, asked what would be on it. I actually did think of how you can make the sphere awesome for the NHL draft. Who who loves the NHL draft and talking about prospects more than who? And when you think of people talking about NHL prospects, guys, where they played when oh. they were younger, <laughs> Pierre Maguire, I give you the sphere. <laughs> Check it out. And you get Pierre Maguire oh, to sold. be the face of this thing, I'm and you sold. turn the sphere into Pierre Maguire. Imagine. F- <laughs> Look at that smiling face. He is actually one of the nicest people I've ever I met in my him. life. Like, low key, you guys, like, I feel bad about ever making fun of him because he's so. I genuinely enjoy his bits now that I know him. Yeah. And you I mean he just loves hockey? He loves hockey it. And he just he- loves it. You, uh, we both used to work for uh, WEI. He used to do hits on WEI, and he would talk to like Christian mm-hmm. Fourier, who is a former NFL tight end, the same way he would talk to like Chris Drury. So he would be like, "Oh, well, Christian, you probably know from your days with the Colorado <laughs> Buffaloes." And like Christian Fourier is like, "What? Why?" Like he's got this Nardwar esque quality to him that is amazing. Imagine flipping around the channels, Sarah, and you're like, oh, the NHL draft is on, and you see this. And still to this day, Chris Cuthbert, it was just a magical moment when a game passed the puck to Crosby and he put by Ryan Miller. And right around then, I started to think, maybe I should go back. And then that next summer, NBC made me a 10-year offer to go to work for them in the United States. So I, I left TSN, obviously, and CTV. And- this is the only way we can experience the draft. Wait for it. Wait for it. When does the ceiling come down? It's going to come down. There it is. And now the ceiling comes down. And it's Pierre. It's going to smush you. So my vote is the sphere, and they go to poor Emily Kaplan, who's like, "Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that now?" She'd make something happen. Oh my god! What if they were like, like ESPN sends out like a press release? It's like ESPN signs Pierre Maguire to insane three-day contract. We just need him for something, and you're like. They're doing the sphere, aren't they? <laughs> it's like when some <laughs> it's like when someone signs a one-day contract to retire with the team. It's like I need to retire at the NHL draft on the sphere. <laughs> yeah, I think by and large, there's really nothing you can do that is going to make the NHL draft that exciting a no. a watch because there's not like the thing of I used to go to the NFL Combine and there'd be a cool thing of like oh, I just like walked past this GM or, oh my God, that's the receiver that's going to go in the second round. There just isn't, I think it's mainly because of age, but also probably because of the popularity of the sport in the USA. Like there isn't excitement about, I just walked past the like 24th ranked European skater. That's really tall. (laughs) And also like if you're doing it in Vegas, they got more, they got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I feel like the the thing that the draft always has going against it is people aren't watching the prospects the way they do the prospects in a sport like football. Yeah, like specifically, I feel like that's the one where like everyone's watching college football. Maybe or like reduce a lot of it NFL to one effect. round. Yeah, yeah, I do like the like the NFL Thursday night big yeah. prime time ish thing. But I remember even uh, I had a coworker who's a big hockey guy. When he moved to Boston, he was like. Well, so like, do you go like watch uh, like Hannafin? And I'm like, no. <laughs> there's it, so many leagues like that are spread out, so that makes it more difficult. And everyone's there's infighting where it's like the OHL's better. No, go to college hockey and graduate. Like there's so these debates. I do love that, and there aren't many opportunities you have to have that conversation. We did have it for a second with Nick Foligno, where like I love that the junior guys are like, my league is cooler. I play in the WHL. 
we're strong there. Well, I play in the OHL. We have quick releases. Like, what <laughs> other thing, like, is, do you talk about the different football conferences in college where it's like, I'm more fleet of foot because I play in the SEC? With certain positions, for sure, like tight ends or, like, trenches, trench guys from the Big Ten, I feel like, have a certain... Yeah, Wisconsin. Or like, yeah, like, certain schools have, def- like... DBU, like defensive back university, wide like a wide receiver from Ohio State type of thing, a uh, special teams player, a kicker from Texas. Yeah. Shout out Cameron Dicker. Uh, stuff like that. Like there's there's certain but I don't I wouldn't say like in general, like offensive players from the SEC are markedly better than offensive players. Well, I mean, maybe. Than the Big Ten, for example. Like no I don't know if it's hit my the old same Penn way. State. <laughs> did you go to Penn State? I did. Whoa. Uh, may I ask around uh, um, let me think. What were like news stories <laughs> oh, that were happening at the time you were there? Not much. Was there a big one? Quiet, like, was quiet there was was the big news story happening while you were there? I actually went the year after for some reason. Like maybe higher acceptance rates. Whoa, you <laughs> you uh, so you did a Bill O'Brien. You did like went there and that helped Bill O'Brien's career. And now the roar. his life sucks because he has to coach Mac Jones. What was what did what was like the conversation like there? Oh God, um, very culty, very much. And I was on the outside, obviously. That's how I got even more into hockey than I was because their program went from club to D one that year, and I was like, I don't know, the football stuff's kind of freaking me out, guys. It's like, too hot right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to Pagula Ice Arena. Terry Pagula um, donated out. millions of dollars, mm-hmm. and it was like He's the everywhere. steepest um student section in college hockey history so you could chirp the goalie it was pristine there so i loved it there but yeah the football stuff i mean when i started being a student reporter i went to a few jerry sandusky trials and there were people outside like screaming he was innocent like it was absolutely weird the vibes were off let's just say that i remember whenever i would talk to anybody with any sort of affiliation with penn state it was kind of like in twenty, like leading up to the twenty sixteen election, where there's like kind of an like I'm assuming you think this way, yeah. but then once you're a couple of sentences into a conversation, <laughs> you're like, do I need to be careful here? Are you going to get mad if I'm like, isn't that horrible that that happened? Mm-hmm. And then it could be met with. <laughs> Oh, well, like, I'm bummed you think that way. And it's like, I don't think that way. I follow the news. Things were, wasn't it like a laptop was thrown in the ocean? A guy disappeared. <laughs> wasn't good. It's a hockey show here. Yeah. What chaos. Hey, I tell you what, Sarah, we were kicking this around yesterday. Uh, Jake Wallman keeps hitting the gritty. We were trying to figure out, is it cool? Is it a little more cringy? Where do you fall on that? Well, that's like the Nickelback-Taylor Swift debate. I think it's cool because he doesn't care if it's cool or not. Yeah, that's fair. And if you're doing the gritty in 2023, Sean and I disagree on like whether you can do the gritty in 2023. Sean says that there's still quite a bit of runway there. It strikes me as being maybe a little dated, but whatever. Yeah. Hockey can be I late said to it. it depends on the situation. Yeah, exactly. I think hockey has a little longer runway than Mac Jones, for example. <laughs> it well, makes me cringe, but that's a me issue. Okay. Well, the uh, Red Wings are giving away 7,500 Jake Wallman gritty bobbleheads. And we have this video here that we're showing there. I'll tell you, it's not a bad gritty that he does. They've got a bobblehead there that the arms do the gritty, so they say. To me, it's a little more suggestive a move i would say it's doing oh, oh that's Do adorable come on so yeah. you know his gritty is very cute but i'm seeing a little bit of like Ooh. exactly like if there were a button if there were like a there's a snake in my boot string you could pull i don't know if it would be like i'm doing the gritty i think it would more be like Ugh. or he's skiing skiing or again oh, okay doing a suggestive thing that I've never quite understood the arm of that gesture. You don't need to be pulling your arms that way. (laughs) But the Red Wings keep making weird things. And maybe it's because they're an original six franchise that it fascinates me so much. Like, they made the gravy Zamboni thing. Did you see that? No. They made a Zamboni. They made a uh, gravy boat that was a Zamboni. 
They're also making Patrick <laughs> Kane jerseys. Like they're making a lot of weird things. You're just lumping in the Patrick Kane jersey with the bobblehead. Those on are the three weird things that they make so far. Unless there's like another third that anybody in the chat wants to suggest. I find it weird that these three things exist. There's like the like doll they're making. There's that gravy thing and a Patrick Kane jersey. Um, uh, one time when I was a Hurricanes reporter, I went to the United Center and they sometimes give the reporters gifts. And the Blackhawks gave me a Dylan Strom and Debrinkit salt and pepper shaker how adorable is that weird but adorable do you use it i lost it sadly uh i'm such a dummy i used to give away all the stuff i would get because i was like oh, i'm a I professional mean, why would you use it so <laughs> they you'd go to arenas and they'd be like hey you want this crazy ass lunchbox <laughs> i'd be like i guess i'll give it to somebody who doesn't even want it i wish i kept all that shit there's so much cool stuff I did get a, uh, I got a Centennial shirt from the Bruins oh, nice. beginning of this season. Wow, they don't care nice. about me. I didn't get that. Were you at the, did you? Oh, no. I haven't been going like to games. Wouldn't be That's on me. <laughs> I don't know what your respective journalism education experiences were like, but I feel like for me, one of the big things they were always like, do not take free stuff from the teams. And then you get into yeah. media and they're constantly giving you free stuff. And you're like, ah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I assumed I wasn't going to be taking free stuff. I had a journalism professor who was like, do not get like too chummy with the players. Don't become friendly with them, which I went into it being like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to become best friends with these guys. And then after like a day, I was like, David Critch doesn't want to be friends with me. I don't have to worry <laughs> about this shit. <laughs> He's an inc- I think we've talked about this before. He's an incredible interview though. David Critch is the best. I know. And I, uh, I'm trying to think. There's only like one or two players that I ever dealt with where I was like, you are a penis and I yeah. don't want to deal yeah. with you or see you again. But other than that, like they're all, especially like not to do the oh, hockey players are so much nicer than other <laughs> athletes. Like I, I didn't deal with too many players across any sport where I was like, I really dislike that person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that uh, I never really felt that I was being pressured by, oh, they gave me a, uh, they gave me this thing. There's a bobblehead now, right? Nice things about us. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, if I were at a Red Wings game and they gave me that bobblehead, <laughs> I'd be like, Red Wings giveaway weird sex bobblehead, comma, fall to Flyers five to three. That would be my game story. <laughs> exactly. Done. <laughs> uh, the Lightning. Do you have this, Sean? Lightning dressed like idiots for Victor Hedman's 1,000th game. They all wore jerseys that said 1,000 on it. Pete brought up the point yesterday that all jerseys are custom jerseys. Is this taking it too far? (laughs) Is it? Is it? Yeah, that's that's the question. Yeah. We're just... I like anything that lets us all get a little more creative. I think it is a money grab, and now with the Fanatics partnership, that's not great. Yeah. That's a different beast. I... I'm for it. I was really loving um, the stars alternate. That was just a few days ago. They used it. It was very, very bright green. But shouldn't this fall under the specialty equipment thing? Oh. Or because it's not gay, it's <laughs> not a problem, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> it's not Gary. I, I don't blame Gary Bettman for all that. I know there's a lot to unpack in that situation and I'm kind of working on a story about it. It's very, there's levels to it and it seems like a, a, like a few people were to blame for that, but more on that later in the Ooh, story. Ooh, so can I give my speculation? Yes. And then you could say uh, hot or cold? Yes. I typically don't get on Gary Bettman for that sort of stuff because Gary Bettman is the... I don't want to say mouthpiece, but he is like the messenger for the owners. Exactly. So I'm more likely to see that. And I have burned in my head that I just sit like did jazz hands when I was saying like, (laughs) it's not gay enough. Uh, But uh, like, I'm more likely to be like, which one of these fucking owners is going to have an issue with this? I mean, the other night at the Bruins game was uh, like hockey is for everyone night. And they had this great, like the stairs had all like the pride colors and it was amazing. Like the, when you were walking into the garden, I've never experienced it before. It smelled of balloons. 
<laughs> it smelled so I loved the gay stairs. Like, that was such a nice touch. Yes, like you had gay stairs, balloons were everywhere, and you're like, this rocks. <laughs> and if a player is like, yeah, isn't this cool? Puts the thing on their stick, they'll be like, I don't see why I had to get political, Danton. <laughs> they almost made it cooler to do that. Like now it's the coolest thing to be defiant and against the league and to have the pride tape. So good for the league. They messed that up. Now like the cool players are doing it. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. It does uh, provide the opportunity for players to become more likable. But as I said, like who is going into the hockey season being like, you know who I bet is a bad guy? So-and-so because I... He hasn't broken a rule about tape yet. We live in such a silly world. He's uh, in my society. You know what isn't silly? Olipop. You ever had Olipop before, Sarah? I adore it. Yeah. Really? Genuinely, yes. Wow, yes. Where do you get it? Because you can get it at over 22,000 stores. And typically, I like to make the rounds. And I go to 22,000 stores, I pick up <laughs> Olipop, and uh, my car currently has... Uh, 14,000, I haven't been to all of them. I have 14,000 cans of Olipop in my vehicle right now. I'm so glad you like it. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I kind of do want to know which flavors you like, what you typically tap into. The root beer one? The root beer one is very good. I'm a classic cola guy. I've really gotten into the lemon lime. Sean is, Sean is a regular uh, Jacob Lauco with uh, the grape. I don't fully understand the Lauco reference, but... I do love the grape. Lauco loves grapes. Really? I didn't know this until like a week ago. So Lauco is on that grape olipop. Lauco tweets about grapes. So funny. And he tweets about so like Lord of the Rings. Do you follow Jacob Lauco on Twitter? Yeah, he loves a Lord of the Rings meme. (laughs) Yeah, but like not just Lord of the Rings memes, but like how Lord of the Rings might affect a relationship kind of meme. It'll be like. When she says she doesn't want to watch Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, is that a... I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. So I, don't, I don't typically, like, bump into this a issue. A very HBO... Like, he is very... Like, his last <laughs> his last tweet that he retweeted was a John Jones tweet, but then before that, it's a... It's about Lord of the Rings video games, and then Game of Thrones, and then The Boys, and then The Boys. And then... It's a Pete Blackburn retweet. He loves you guys, too. I'm, I'm seeing that interaction. I'm enjoying it. So he likes Pete a lot, <laughs> uh, which is fantastic. Whenever we bump, whenever we bop into the Bruins dressing room, they'll just like, it's like I, he doesn't fly, but he just kind of <laughs> seems like a person who like flies in the way that what what kind of birds like barely get off the ground and like do that like a pelican yeah like that's kind of that's kind of his energy it's amazing and it's great well like i'll go bug like james van reemstein can be like i love him when you scored a goal 100 years ago it was my favorite goal in the world you're my favorite <laughs> hockey player mr van reemstein and he's like who are you aren't you older than me uh and then like jacob blocko flies by and he's like ah pete it's amazing uh not as amazing as olipop though because when i suck down olipops i'm taking them two at a time smashing them over my face and when i do it if i take two olipops sarah you know how many grams of sugar i'm getting Minimal. Not 10, because <laughs> there there is not five grams of sugar in a can of Olipop. You are getting fewer than five grams of sugar. It's a prebiotic soda. It's a soda. I say this to Pete all the time. It doesn't taste like it's trying to do something. It doesn't taste <laughs> like it's like, oh, I'm the... We're going to add this to make it more like this. It is Olipop. And that's the best thing I can say about it. I brought my mom by the studio a couple weeks ago. And she was like, oh, I want to see your desk. I want to see this. Let me ask you, where's all this Olipop I hear about? I said, mom, tap in, brother. Gave her an Olipop. She loved it. I also love a brand that leans into the pop side of the pop versus soda debate. Whoa, yeah. Big, big pop guy. Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. That'll do it. Ah, you got this like provincialism thing that I really I I I, I love. You're you're very rooted yes. in Buffalo, and I, I, don't, I, I don't. I'm trying to think of like what Buffalo stereotypes are, and it's the only thing I can think of is like you're a Sabres fan. Yeah, Bills mafia, Sabres, hello. Bills fan. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll that come is through true. a table if need be. We've gone through a couple of tables. Yes. Yeah. Uh, look. If you want to stop by 22,000 stores, which is what I do, that's your prerogative. You can get it at Target, Whole Foods, Walmart, wherever you want. Or 
You go to drinkolipop.com and enter the code CHAOS for 20% off your next Olipop order. You know I'm not BSing you when I say this stuff is great. It is Olipop. We need to talk about what is one of many claims to fame for Sarah Sivian. The fashion rankings, which you put them out there. Is it a weekly thing? Every other week. Every other week. You give people time to react, (laughs) get fitted, get their dry cleaning back, and then watch the tape, get better, and then (laughs) you put out the rankings. And we were talking about it before. I love your fashion rankings because it... It doesn't come from a place of like, this person's ugly, this person's hot. You just want to see cool things. And as hockey fans, Pete's this way, Sean's this way. We're like, you're all interesting people. Be interesting, be fun. And if you're, if you have an interest in something like fashion or whatever, hopefully your team's putting it out there and people are celebrating it and it's all an exciting thing. Yeah. I mean, in a league like this, where players don't really love to talk about themselves it's become a really unique way for some players to express themselves. Like whether it's hockey fights, cancer night with the purple suits, or if it's just like, there's a lot of Tampa Bay lightning players that are really, really fashionable. I flew down to Tampa to write a story with them once. And Pierre Edward Belmar told this really good story about how he grew up with a single mom and sisters. And they were like, you better dress well. And they like dressed him. And then he just really took an interest in fashion. And he really has like, this amazing and he also got it from Ray Emery too and like he he draws on him for inspiration and I thought it was so interesting about how like yeah some players do just go to like Hugo Boss and get a suit but other ones really do like put thought into it and they care about it and it's something like after maybe they got their first big paycheck they really took an interest in and you got David Pasternak who like grew up with humble beginnings and things like that and it's like he gets to express himself in this really unique way and i love it have you ever done anything on david posternock and like talked to him about that because i vividly remember his the year that he got drafted there was a lot of excitement about david posternock because they just lost jerome mcginla they needed a right wing and they're like i don't know does the guy they took like 25th overall end up making the team and he's obviously this great personality he was such a nice kid and i remember one preseason game he wasn't playing and we were just standing around the press box and I was like, I was really into fashion at the time. You wouldn't believe it to look at me and I wasn't dressing cool or anything, but like I did, I liked when players wore cool things and looked nice and cared about how they looked that way. And he was wearing a suit that I, it just looked nice on him or whatever. And it didn't look like the most expensive thing or whatever, but I was like, uh, I was like, Hey, like I like that suit. And he did the thing that I guess it, whether you're American, European, we all do this stupid thing where if somebody compliments your clothes, what do you do? You say like, oh, Target, $3 or something, and you run away, and you can't just be like, hell yeah, right? I like the suit. But I was like, that's a nice suit. He was like, oh, thank you so much. I got it at this place in Czech Republic. It's it's actually a pretty cheap suit, and like obviously he couldn't afford to get super nice stuff, but he did have his eye on dressing nice, and then... Once he starts making money, he's is he always pretty much near the top of your fashion rankings? Yeah, it's interesting because I've learned a lot about like social media managers during this because it's like, okay, which ones are posting the players and when? And it's like, I think I called Pasternak out for like not being in it one week. And then I texted the Bruins first. And I was like, I just want to make sure if like, like what we were talking about before, just kind of, you never know what people are going through. So I don't like to criticize people or be like, this is the bottom power rankings of the worst dress. But I was like, hmm, I haven't seen Pasternak in a while. So I just texted him was like, is everything okay? They're like, yeah, we just like haven't taken a picture of him. So that, that was fine. But like, you got to be aware. That's so considerate because really, I mean, you could be like, well, so-and-so is dressing like shit. And then you find out like, oh, like their mom died and they haven't eaten yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, so exactly. like, like their clothes ain't fitting so great or whatever. So there could always be something like that, which is why, like I said before, I like that it's not rooted too much in like, uh, like if Henrik Lundqvist was winning <laughs> every week, it's like, What's he even wearing? Does he just have a handsome face? Right, or... like we get it. I try to I try to switch it up, but I try to be fair and honest. And I don't do outfit repeating. So some other style rankings that have emerged, it's like 
they're a little behind. <laughs> How do you feel about the fact that this has uh, caught on and be and been, let's just say, aggregated? Yeah. You know what? I didn't invent fashion or rankings. Yes, or you did. You were saying rankings. that before. You said before we went on. You said <laughs> say that I invented fashion. <laughs> I like. I think it's the more the merrier to some degree. I'd like a little like tip of the cap, like well, shout out to her for starting this. But you know what? Like, I, I like that it shows the league is getting more personality, and I like this type of coverage. I think it's important. Like, you look at coverage. Uh, it's not important. Yeah, it's so important that I'm showing off the suits. Like, I think it shows that we have like a healthy, robust media if we're all doing different things, which. We're kind of lacking in hockey, so I want to see more. Totally. I was talking to, uh, do you know Megan Kelly from ESPN? Yeah. I was talking to her the other day, and she was complimenting this show. She was saying that she like liked the thing that we did with Lena Solmark and Jeremy Swayman. She was like, did you see the thing that Sportsnet just did with Olmark? I was like, no. I checked it out last night, and it was incredible. I will, Pete's going to be mad, I will recommend... More than I will recommend you watch our thing with Lena. So like watch this for sure. Watch ours too. watch the sports that thing with Lena Solmark, which is more serious than our thing was. Ours was fucking around with him and he was funny and it was great. But there was also this amazing sit down that they did with him on losing his father and his dad uh, dealing with alcoholism and him dealing with having an alcoholic father in him leaving the sabers and all these things. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm, fucking puddle watching this thing and i love that there's room for that there's room for him talking about his spotify there's room for him talking about his friendship with jeremy swayman i'm so glad that there's good real very serious reporters and that there are people who can do the fun thing just as well that's why i like pete because pete and i love hockey and we also love dicking around so when it calls for it We'll talk about whatever interests us the most. Love the fashion rankings. Uh, Anthony Duclair said last week on our show that uh, he said he hates Sarah. What was he saying? Did I hate something like that? Did I hate Sarah? Let's let's hear what he said. You're uh, one of our good friends does uh, the style rankings for uh, for Bleach Report, Sarah Siv, and you're constantly near the top of those style rankings. So I'm curious how... How invested are you in the fashion game? And do you ever get requests from teammates being like, can you help me? Because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what? I've I, I seen the list, and I'm not taking that list seriously unless I'm in the top two or top three. I, I seen I thought it was like number eight, and I just, I'm not, don't like it. I don't like it. So talk to your friend. I need to get moved up ASAP. As a woman, how do you feel that he said you are not to be taken seriously? I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, let's start a controversy. (laughs) Somebody actually responded to that when you guys tweeted it out and was like, never take her seriously. I was like, finally, somebody gets it. (laughs) I do not want to be taken seriously. But this is what I fucking love about the style rankings. It's that, like, Zadora have called me out too, and a few other guys have called me out. And I love this because in hockey, it's kind of it's become uncouth to kind of say anything that's like, oh, I'm going to chirp like somebody. But I enjoy that I welcome that and I want them all to kind of chirp each other's style chirp me like I will take that any day if it means we're getting like a funny back and forth personality type thing absolutely that rocks and like I love that uh certain guy like Marchand isn't like super mean to people but he'll like fuck around yeah. and he'll kind of throw that out there and like how great is it that the biggest stars in the game are joking about being offended over what they wear? I feel that the NHL fan base can still maybe be a little 10 and 2 and like maybe <laughs> grip the wheel a little too hard. But I think it rocks that I was going to ask, like, do you ever get like fun blowback from players? Do you ever get serious blowback from players? I don't think I've ever gotten a serious blowback from a player before no because i do keep it light and i am cognizant of okay i mean i have horrible fashion days i was gonna say like do they ever like i'm waiting for someone to uh i don't know like 
get like a picture of you wearing like a, a jacket or something and be like this you i think like what that I, jacket sucks i forget who it was on the hurricanes we were kind of going back and forth because i was like really wearing just like a sweatshirt and sweatpants one day i was like running you know how it is when you're on the beat grind oh yeah like, okay fashion rankings i was like geez i know but we can all laugh at ourselves and each other i'll have agents like send me a picture of a shoe and be like He's got good sneakers on today. And I just love that. Like, oh, sorry. I love that. I'm really passionate about this. I love that they don't take it seriously, but it's something that can be a creative outlet where they can express themselves and like be put on the map. A little not that I'm putting anybody on the map, but it's it's fun when it goes on like the Bleacher Report main page. Oh no, like there are certain players who can be known for more so than X amount of points. I mean, look at uh, in San Jose, Mario Ferraro. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, he's a creator and he does YouTube stuff. I looked at his numbers. Not amazing YouTube numbers, <laughs> by the way. So, But up. like he's out there and he's trying. He's like us. Mm -hmm. He's hustling. And that rocks. Like it doesn't just have to be. I mean, how often do people say like, God, I wish Connor McDavid were more exciting off the ice. Who fucking care? Like his thing is that he's awesome in hockey. Let that be his avenue. But there's also a lot of people who like Anthony Duclair. He likes mm -hmm. to pull a little something into what he's wearing. Like Arizona Coyotes great Troy Stetcher, who I think is the most oh, valuable he's player awesome. in hockey. I don't even he's know. He's got some good three were. pieces. Yeah. He's got some pinstripes too. Yeah. And he always has the hair going. Yep. He's good. Three piece suit. Wow. I was told that you need to be tall to do a three piece suit. That makes sense. When I went to get fitted for my uh, tux for prom, I was like, oh, how about a three piece <laughs> suit or maybe something with a lot of buttons? And the guy was like, not with that body. <laughs> he gave it so when I stayed home and didn't go to prom. Uh, I would like to discuss something that was brought up on the uh, great 32 Thoughts podcast. Elliot Friedman discussing what happens if. The Lightning remain a bubble team, and Steven Stamkos remains unsigned. He suggested, and there's no reason to think that this wouldn't happen, teams will call the <laughs> Lightning, which, like, they should. Do you think there is a scenario in the world in which Steven Stamkos could end up in any sort of trade talks? Yes, based on his what he said at the beginning of the season where he was kind of really disappointed that they hadn't signed him yet, even though it's unrealistic. Like if you look at their cap situation, it's like, what are you expecting them to do? But like at the same time, I get that it probably hurts. You're a franchise player and you are in your final years and you want to get that done. But I, based on his vibe, I, I could see him in trade talks. What about you? Yeah. He's 33, turn 34. He's at ish the end of his career. It feels weird for the Lightning to ever be at a point where they're like, you know what? This probably won't end up being the year because we've thought that before and then they go and they make some sort of run. And I mean, we're doing this in Boston where the Bruins will never give up hope <laughs> that like, oh no, we're just going to make a Stanley Cup run and they kind of seriously almost do. So what would stop the Lightning from holding on? But if they decide... He's not going to be here and we're not going to sign him. We're not going to bring him back. I don't hate it. And it would be a lot more exciting to me as a viewer for Stamkos to relocate than say what's going on with Patrick Kane, Sean. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see, I just, I hate seeing like kind of what's happening to Alex Ovechkin where like they are clearly great. Some of the best players of the generations and then they just, fade off into existence because their team kind of sucks. And I would I would rather see him have a chance to keep winning. You don't want him to rot. I got it. Uh, Steven Stamkos strikes me as one of the more confusing lifers in the NHL right now. I would have thought that he would have relocated by now. Just he had a contract dispute last time he was up and we all thought that they were he was going to go to free agency and he ends up coming back after a pretty like public, like the team talking about it, him talking about it, and then he ends up coming back and it's like, damn. And then all the times you thought they weren't going to have the cap space to continue doing what they're doing. And then whatever, they just legally <laughs> figure it out, put the right people on LTIR and he ends up sticking around. Does it strike you as confusing, surprising that he has remained with the lightning as long as he has? 
No, not just because really. he's like for so like there's the other thing is like first overall pick, blah blah. There's that, and there's also just I mean, as long as Vasilevsky's there, I'm gonna be staying. Like I, I kind of think that dynamic has rung true, and I think you're a dynasty. It can be hard to let go if you think about all the Blackhawks that were kind of in that situation, mm-hmm. the Red Wings. Like you always get when franchises have a little dynasty situation, like you're gonna get lifers, and a lot of the time they're like the core players. So. For me, though, like they, I guess a part of it also is that other players kind of surpassed him, yeah. that he wasn't always the face of it, even though Stamkos. It's weird, yeah. Yeah, I, I love Stamkos, though. He, when he came into the league, he came into the league a year before the Taylor Tyler thing. And oh. I was like, God, or maybe it was two years. Hedman may have been the year after. Anyway, like, I was like, God, these teams are trying to figure it out with. Do you take the wing? Do you take the center? And is the center maybe a little immature and all these sorts of things? And then the lightning would come to town and we'd deal with Stamkos and we'd be like, God, it must be so unbelievable having this automatic set it and forget it, no questions, incredible player, incredible person. Not that Sagan and Taylor Hall weren't incredible people, but like there were like things of like with the Bruins, like how do you fit in a kind of raw high-end center when you don't really need a center sort of things? Like Stamkos was this perfect fit for where the Lightning were and he made them so relevant and Mm -hmm. so good. Uh, it did get me thinking, though, about other maybe confusing lifers. How has Cam Fowler been <laughs> an Anaheim Duck his entire career? I feel like Pete and I have talked about this every five days since we've <laughs> known each other. Of like, Cam Fowler's still on the Ducks? It's because foul, duck. Oh, <laughs> it just has to happen. There you go. That's a great, that's a great a bar. connection. That's a bar. Uh, Jake DeBrusque. Has been a Bruin his whole career. Crazy. I mean, he's request. He requested. So I guess that doesn't really count. I don't know. Yeah, no, but I mean, he could end up. He's still young. He's well, how old is he? 28, 27? Probably something like that. He could stay. I mean, we'll see. I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. He might have one year left. I know the Hurricanes wanted him. I would love to see him play with Rod Brindamore. Not with, I mean, maybe with, but like four. <laughs> Rod Brindamore kind of a lifer, sort of-ish? Yeah, I mean, a split lifer. Yeah. Or in Can't see him coaching another team. Oh, yeah. Tell you that. He told me he's never coaching another team. Really? He doesn't like coaching. Doesn't like coaching? (laughs) He's like, I just like this franchise. I love the owner. I love everybody here, and I'm going to retire in Raleigh. That's amazing. Sean, do you have any confusing hockey lifers? I was trying to think of some. It just so happens that my favorite teams kind of suck, so all of their players have been flipping around a lot. I've uh, got I got one more. The Nuge. Mm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been with the Oilers his whole career. They traded Taylor Hall, which we talked before the show. Everyone mocked that trade at the time just because we were like, is Adam Larson even that good? Yeah, that was a fine trade, whatever. But Ryan Newton Hopkins staying, re-signing. He's there on a long-term deal now for a first overall pick that didn't end up being generational franchise-ish type player. Like worse, or I'm say I'll say like better players than him have moved on even as high picks. So it's so weird with all the turmoil that team has had that Ryan Nugent Hopkins has like quietly just been a long-term member of that team. Well, that kind of explains it. Like better people than him have moved on because who wants to, no offense, like people would take him, but at what cost? It's like they're either asking a lot for him and nobody wants to really give it up because he is always kind of like, a little bit in the shadows of the other folks on that team. Right. Uh, lifetime Sabre legend, Zumgus Gergensen. <laughs> wow. That is, Former all-star Zumgus Gergensen, by the way. Whoa. That's the best The one Latvian so locomotive. The Latvia. Lo- I was going to say, I was like, what was his nickname? It was the Latvia. The Latvian locomotive. Zumgus. That's what we call him in the biz. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how was... I was always fascinated by the uh, dynamic with Brindamore because you uh, covered the the Canes for what? Like three, four years? Yeah, like what? four. Four, yeah. So you were there a while. 
you were there for Brindamore. Imagining it's not the largest media contingent. I know that when the hurricanes would come to town, when I was covering the Bruins, there wasn't always somebody traveling with the team. So yeah. small contingent, uh, pretty notable head coach who is in his first head coaching gig. What what was he like to deal with? Oh, he was incredible. He's one of the people that you meet and you're like, oh, I love hockey and this is why. He's just so down to earth. He had like a BlackBerry phone until he absolutely couldn't and he had to phase out of it. And like, <laughs> I don't know why that's like a notable story about him. He's so like old fashioned, but at the same time, like really just cares about players, cares about the area. And I feel like the Hurricanes just wouldn't be a franchise if he wasn't still there, like contributing to the community, the way he, he coaches his son's team and like Brent Burns' son's team. Like they're all on the same team. Justin Williams' son's team. A lot of guys stay there. I don't know what we're talking about, Rod Brindamore. He is a class act. So we're going to cut you saying that they wouldn't be a franchise if it weren't for Rod Brindamore. So you would blame Rod the Bod for the Hurricanes taking all of the Whalers lore and all of their imagery. When people want somebody to be mad at, yes. say, go to this team, yell at the coach. Yeah, the, the Canes are an interesting one because I like a lot of people there and I like a lot of people who work for the team. Mike Brown, formerly oh, of the Boston Bruins. Brownie, yeah, of course you know. He is one of my favorite people. I haven't seen him in so long. He's risen through the ranks and he's amazing. Can't wait to do stuff with the Hurricanes. Uh, and now I'm going to say something that's going to make the Hurricanes not want to work with us. The whole thing around them can be so fucking annoying, whether it's like the the fans getting mad at people. I got so annoyed with the uh, the offer sheet stuff with the Canadians yeah. and the two sides were mocking each other and everything. And then there was the bunch of jerks thing and everyone was being too loud about the Hurricanes and the Hurricanes clapping back and all this stuff. And I'm like, why can't it just be? But that's actually me probably being the curmudgeon thing that we don't want in hockey. Here's the thing. No, it, it goes a little, it's too much. Okay. But I called them out for that in a story. And it's one of the favorite stories that I've ever written. I kind of was like, you guys are really annoying. I'm going to be honest, like about certain <laughs> things. There was like something with the banner in Nashville. So you guys are being like really annoying. And they're like, we know, and we don't care that keeps us relevant and they get the most engagement rate out of any NHL team. And it's something they have to do. They know their role as a low market, like a small market. They kind of have to do whatever it takes. And Tom Dundon, the owner, want, for better or for worse, like sometimes for worse, he doesn't care. Like he called me when I got the job and like offered to put me on the team plane. It was like, we need bad cover, like honest coverage. And we need to be portrayed honestly in order to be a relevant franchise that people would actually care about and respect. So in that way, it's like, he kind of gives them the green light to do whatever. And he tells them about like moves they're going to make so they can be like the offer sheet thing. They ran it by him and he, they're like, okay, don't run anything else by me. Like you got the green light to do whatever. So that kind of explains a lot, but they know they're pissing people off. And they're like, as long as our also sometimes annoying fan base. I, I did another story over the summer that was kind of like, Hurricanes fans are annoying because for the longest time, like you didn't care about them. And now they like are the little brother that kind of wants you to care about them. And now they're good. Mm -hmm. So it, like that gets annoying when they're good. Man, that's a, so I, I respect that. They're like, we want people trashing us if we're bad. I mean, I'm a big uh, New England Revolution fan and I do some stuff with them and I love, I love them. On the odd day that I turn on the radio in Boston and someone is complaining about like a loss of theirs or something like that, I'm like, good. Like that is when you're getting respect in the market when people are like mad at your team the way mm -hmm. that they'll be mad at even when the Patriots were winning Super Bowls where you'd be like, why don't they sign this guy or whatever? Mm -hmm. It's not until... They make you a little miserable that you truly love them and that that love is being shown. So I do respect that they're like, you know what? Give us the shit back. But they also ask for it a lot. They do ask for it and they know that. So it's like as long as they know that and they told me that, I'm like, I just want to let you know you're annoying. They're like, we know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Sarah Siv, so grateful you came on the show we had an absolute blast. Sean was saying, he was like, can't we get anybody else? And I was like, Sean, you don't even know this person. Why are you? 
Now he's like, God, I wish we got somebody else. I was just happy that we had somebody who would actually show the goddamn Arizona Coyotes some some respect. Yeah, he was like, can we get a Coyotes player? And I was like, can we get Frankie Muniz? (laughs) He's a Coyotes fan. He is a Coyotes fan. Him, uh, um, Michael Phelps, kind of. Well, he smokes pot, so Austin yeah. Matthews. Austin Matthews, future Arizona Coyote. Um, I, I, this is another conversation we haven't had, but Arizona. I like to refer to Phoenix as Hockey Town, USA, uh, mainly because I don't like the city of Detroit, and because uh, the best American goal scorer, not named Frank Vitrano, of course, yes, um, thank you. is from Phoenix. Tage Thompson is from Phoenix. Some of the best prospects, um, Gautier, I believe, is from Phoenix. There's, it's it's Hockey Town USA, man. Gautier? Yeah. Like Cutter, Cutter Gautier, right? No, I, I don't know what his first name is, but I I loved that song. Oh. <laughs> he has another know. one. He has this, another song on that album called uh, In Your Light that's incredible. I only know two songs by him, though. And every now and then I think about I'm like, he's been quiet. I love a one-hit wonder. Too Make the quiet. money and go away. Oh, that, I'm, not, I'm thinking of a different Gautier, I think. There's too many people with the same last name in hockey. But Gautier is like a hockey guy? Cutter? Yeah. As what a name? Like Cutter Gautier? Gautier? I don't know about that Gautier. What about uh, is, uh, Kimbra, the other person on that oh, song? Oh, yeah. People forget. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, we're going to look up some Gautier stuff. I knew what you were talking about. I was just being a dick. God, speaking of being annoying. Matthews is not uh, in California. Thank you, Sarah Siv, for coming and hanging out. You rock. Pete will be back tomorrow, but we're going to... Keep having Sarah Siv at various points whenever she's willing to deal with us. Thanks for checking the show out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.